0: THK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, at least 19 children and two teachers die in a Texas school shooting. North Korea fires three ballistic missiles and an infectious disease expert says small COVID outbreaks here should not have much of an impact. A gunman has opened fire at the Robb Elementary School in the Texas city of Uvalde, killing 19 children and two teachers. Law enforcement officers shot dead the attacker, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos. He's suspected of having killed his grandmother before going to the school. In a televised address, President Biden urged Americans to stand up against the gun lobby. Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies? It's time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. The Texas Senator Ted Cruz also spoke about the attack. He described it as horrific, but said gun controls were not the way to prevent such crimes. We are seeing way too many of these horrific mass murders, and we need to devote far more law enforcement resources to stopping violent criminals, preventing these kind of absolute acts of evil. The school taught children between the ages of 7 and 10. With more on the shooting, here's the BBC's David Willis. Uh, the gunman is thought to have shot his grandmother before embarking on this rampage, and it's thought that there are, at this time, other children who are fighting uh, for their lives. The Rob Elementary School is in Uvalde, which is a community of about 16,000 people, about uh, 60 miles east of the Mexican border, and about 90% of the children at that school, I'm told, are of Hispanic origin, many of them are uh, from extremely poor families. South Korea's military says North Korea has fired three ballistic missiles in the space of an hour. The Joint Chiefs of Staff in Seoul said the missiles had been launched in an easterly direction. The Japanese Coast Guard said at least two of the missiles had fallen into the Sea of Japan in an area reportedly outside Japan's exclusive economic zone. An infectious disease expert says small COVID clusters like the one linked to a McDonald's restaurant are expected and they shouldn't have a big impact. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ho Pak Leung from the University of Hong Kong said that although the diners had been infected with an Omicron subvariant, they had received at least two jabs. So there wasn't a high risk they would develop serious symptoms. He said the COVID situation here has been stable over the past few weeks. Overall, the daily caseload is around 200. This figure, for the past month or so since the anti-epidemic measures were relaxed, was generally expected. There's been no obvious rebound in case numbers or huge clusters of infections. Hong Kong is gradually returning to normal. There's strict border control, but it can't 100% block imported cases from getting into the community. Police say a new fleet of armored vehicles manufactured on the mainland is expected to come into operation next month. They said the Electrical and Mechanical Services Department had already tested the vehicles known as saber-toothed tigers. The force said these types of vehicles are used worldwide during periods of unrest as well as for anti-terrorism work. The Financial Services Chief Christopher Hoy says the government's reviewing how it regulates online fundraising activities, adding it expects to publish a public con- consultation paper in the last quarter of the year. He was responding to lawmakers' questions about alleged online, fundraisers, uh, alleged online fundraisers for organizing illegal activities. Mr. Hoy agreed oversight for online crowdfunding campaigns should be beefed up. He spoke through an interpreter. We do not have a dedicated legislation or department or regulatory authority to deal with the various kinds of online crowdfunding. We plan to conduct consultation this year which will cover the specific contents of future regulatory framework including scope of crowdfunding activities to be regulated, regulatory requirements applicable to different types of crowdfunding activities, such as whether application, registration, disclosure and account auditing, etc., is required The new extension of the Oil Street art space has been unveiled, adding over 3,000 square meters of art space to the original building. Authorities hope it will become a cultural landmark in Hong Kong. The expansion of the red brick grade two historic building in North Point started in 2019, and it now boasts more open space and a new two-story building. John Batten is the president of the International Association of Art Critics Hong Kong. The the old red brick buildings are the original uh, Hong Kong Yacht Club and the, the waterfront was um, in front of the, the yacht club. So when you visit, the, the red brick buildings are still there, and they are, um, have been converted into a, uh, a very good um, um, exhibition space for contemporary art the mayor of kiev and former boxing champion Vitali klitschko and his brother vladimir have attended the world economic forum in davos to lobby for continuing support for ukraine they say rising fuel and food prices could weaken european support for their country's fight against russia here's vladimir klitschko it is important to isolate russia financially economically every cent that they're getting Is getting the budgets to finance the war in Ukraine right now and buy more weapons and finance their soldiers and that are killing us now, Ukrainians. And that's why it needs to be cut out and stopped. And this this is about speaking about isolation of Russia. U.S. billionaire George Soros has warned that civilization may not survive the Russia-Ukraine conflict, but said Europe could have a stronger position against President Vladimir Putin regarding gas than it realizes. In his traditional dinner speech on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum in Davos, the Hungarian-born investor and philanthropist said the best way to preserve civilization was to defeat President Putin as soon as possible. The Kremlin says Russia is ready for a prolonged conflict in Ukraine as its forces continue to make progress in the east of the country. But the Russian defense minister, Sergei Shigo, acknowledged that some operations had slowed down, saying this was because of concern for civilians. Ceasefires and humanitarian corridors are in place to allow residents to leave encircled settlements. Of course, this slows down the pace of the offensive. We will continue the special military operation until all goals are achieved, regardless of the huge Western aid to the Kyiv regime and the unprecedented sanctions pressure. Since being forced out of the northern Ukraine, Russia has concentrated its forces in the Donbass, sparking what a Ukra- the Ukraine foreign minister has called the largest battle on European soil since the Second World War. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is under further pressure over parties held at his official residence during COVID lockdowns. Speaking anonymously, several people who attended some parties said regulations were routinely ignored and described arriving at work the morning after a party to find discarded bottles and bins overflowing with rubbish. One of them said the parties were held with Mr Johnson's implicit permission. He wasn't there saying this shouldn't be happening. He wasn't saying, can everyone break up and go home? Can everyone socially distance? Can everyone put masks on? No, he wasn't telling anybody that. He was grabbing a glass for himself. Mr. Johnson has already been fined for attending one event and denies that he broke the law on other occasions. A state of emergency has come into effect in Hungary. The Prime Minister Viktor Orban says that the government needs the emergency powers to deal with the fallout from the conflict in neighboring Ukraine. Mr. Orban, who has been re-elected to a fifth term in office, says the measures would help Hungary deal with a global economic crisis. The BBC's Nick Thorpe reports. He's used emergency powers before, first of all, because of the migration crisis in 2015, when there was huge pressure on Hungary's southern border, and then again because of the COVID pandemic. Those powers from the COVID pandemic, interestingly, only expire on the 31st of May. So effectively, his critics are saying, basically, this is a a leader who likes to have a state of emergency because it gives his government, the authorities, the police and the army extra powers, that they wouldn't have in a normal democratic situation. The Republican governor of the U.S. state of Georgia, Brian Kemp, has won a party primary election, defeating his challenger, David Perdue, who had been personally selected as a candidate by former President Donald Trump. Mr. Kemp had rejected Mr. Trump's baseless claims of voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election. In November's midterm elections, government, uh, Governor Kemp will face the Democrat, Stacey Abrams. Health officials have been announcing more measures to tackle the spread of monkeypox as more countries report their first cases. Germany has ordered those infected to quarantine for at least three weeks and is procuring 40,000 vaccine doses. The United Arab Emirates has become the first Gulf nation to report a case, a woman who'd recently arrived from West Africa. The WHO says the risk to the general population remains low. It says the spread is being driven by close contact, including sex. Agaritza Baca is from the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. The priority right now is identifying contact tracing and isolating cases and risk communication with the communities of men who have sex with men, particularly some groups who have um, multiple sexual partners. The commodities giant Glencore has agreed to plead guilty to corruption charges in the U.S. and Britain and will pay more than a billion dollars to end a five-year investigation into corporate malpractice. The U.S. Attorney General said the firm's actions had perpetuated transnational corruption. Here's the BBC's Samira Hussein. Glencore admitted it engaged in manipulative and deceptive behavior to increase profits. For more than a decade, the company operated a scheme in which traders would submit orders intended to push the benchmark price of oil in the direction it wanted. In a statement, the company said the Glencore that exists today is very different to the one that engaged in those fraudulent practices. Glencore has also admitted it bribed officials in several African nations in order to secure access to lucrative Oil contracts. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,236. That's 124 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $53 billion. In currencies, one U.S. dollar will buy you 127.1 yen. The euro stands at one U.S. dollar and seven cents. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 83 cents. In the NBA's Western Conference Finals, the Dallas Mavericks lived to fight another day, beating Golden State by 119-109 to 109 to cut the Warriors' series lead to 3-1. But the game in Texas was overshadowed by the massacre at the elementary school in the state. Ahead of Game 4, Golden State coach Steve Kerr refused to talk about basketball. He instead, delivered a passionate condemnation of gun violence in the U.S. Any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um... Since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here, and a a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? There was a close call for one of the big names at the French Open Championships in Paris. The men's fourth seed Stefano Tsitsipas had come from two sets down to beat the Italian Lorenzo Musetti in a late-night finish to their first-round clash. My attitude, I wasn't feeling very good, to be honest, in the first two sets. Something was off in my game. But Lorenzo, you know, he, he, he played really well. He wasn't giving me rhythm. He wasn't giving me... I don't know. <laughs> it's it's too late. I'm sorry. Yeah. The world's number two Daniel Medvedev breezed into the second round, beating Argentina's Facundo Bagnis in straight sets. But there was a shock defeat for the 14th seed Denis uh, Shapovalov in Shapovalov last year's Wimbledon Wimbledon finalist was beaten 6-3, 6-1, 7-6 by 19-year-old Holger Rune of Denmark. There was an emotional farewell at Roland Garros for Joe Wilfred Tsonga, whose defeat to eighth seed Casper Ruud ended his playing career. The French star revealed that he'd been sent best wishes for the future from Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, and Murray. I tried as as much as possible to beat them on the big moments. Every time was the same sentence, you will not win a Grand (laughs) Slam. It's nice to see them pick nicely on me. You know, it's very, I'm very grateful. I wish them, uh, of course, uh, the best finish as possible. And the weather, cloudy with a few showers, moderate east to th- southeasterly winds. The outlook, a few showers in the next couple of days, hot with sunny periods early to midweek next week. The temperature right now is 26 degrees Celsius, relative humidity is 88%. And to end the news, our top stories once again at least 19 children and two teachers die in a Texas school shooting. North Korea fires three ballistic missiles and an infectious disease expert says small COVID outbreaks should not have much of an impact. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Flooding leads to problems much worse than traffic jams. It can turn into a nightmare in serious situations. Under all circumstances, watercourses must not be blocked or altered. No inappropriate landfilling should be carried out. Private landowners are responsible for regular drainage inspection and maintenance. Public cooperation is needed to cut flood risk. Life and property are at stake. Call the drainage hotline on 2300 to report problems. I'm Dr. Patrick Yip. COVID-19 vaccination is the most effective way to prevent severe illness and death. More than 100 million children worldwide have received vaccination. We are working at full strength to help children aged 3 to 11 to get vaccinated. The two COVID-19 vaccines used in Hong Kong are safe and effective. No severe reaction has occurred after vaccination, even among those with asthma, food or drug allergies. Protect your children. and now to arrange vaccination. I am a primary student. I want to get vaccinated. Africa rising, Angelique Joe shining like a sun ray. Sun ray. Ah, ah. Oh, wow. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Usmani. It's that time of the week again to open up JJ's music box. And this week, I'm particularly excited as Jayang Javeri joins me with not only one, but two great musicians. He travels to Pakistan today to introduce us to two fantastic people, Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan, a singer of Qawwali, a form, a form of Sufi devotional music, and Mehdi Hassan, one of the greatest and most influential figures in the history of Ghazal singing.